Oh, March Madness is upon us. The the best couple days in all of sports are coming up. That Thursday, that Friday, those first two days of the tournament where you've got 16 games all day, single elimination, some very, very high stakes on the line. And we are here to break down the brackets. We had our initial reaction show on Sunday where we just kind of uh, took a look at what uh, what were some of our immediate thoughts at the way things laid out in each region. But now we're going to go game by game. We're going to tell you how we have teams advancing. We've got Biho here rocking the shades over there. We've got Eric. We've got Leo. And uh, remember, this will be sort of our overall bracket breakdown. We will actually have a day by day, morning by morning um uh, previews for each day of the tournament thursday friday saturday sunday we'll have cutting nets episodes we'll actually also have previews on tuesday and wednesday for you just quick little previews of the play in games and we'll talk more about the betting lines there and specifics but we'll always talk about the brackets and uh, how we have teams advancing overall so I look forward to diving in with you fellas i'm sure we'll have some different uh, of opinions here this is always <laughs> fun where we'll get into a bit of a debate so and just a little fyi for behind the scenes we wanted to make sure that all of us were able to kind of do this thing together so we're actually recording this at 6 a.m eastern time three pacific time so i appreciate everybody getting up early i didn't have to get up i just stayed up a little bit later here so it was no problem for me leo you were ready to rock and roll right away but i'm upset because you're not wearing the shirt man Where's the where's the shirt? Where's Dude, the shirt? In the laundry. <laughs> yeah, I figured. Okay, that's yeah, cool. Finally. It needs to be washed. Finally. It yeah, the GoPro is just like, there's no more of this shit. This thing's going at the bottom of the laundry, and if you want it, <laughs> you need to work for it. Yeah. Eric, buddy, uh, I know you love this time, man. There's so much happening. And, man, even think about everything that's been going on in all sports right now with March Madness happening, with free agency in the NFL, the NBA. Things are heading down the, uh, the stretch right now. Um, and then the way things happen in baseball, this is like free agency too. When the when the uh, the strike back things up, this is just an insane period of time in sports. It's a great time, you know. You got NFL players changing. We got a plethora of basketball starting up. You know, NBA is alive and kicking. I love this time of year. Beho, my friend, you've got the the blue shades on. And I'm sure you're very excited about uh, your Kentucky team. They drew a number two spot, and it's a, I thought a, fa- a very favorable draw, which we touched on the other night. So uh, you're in good spirits today, and uh, I know you're ready to rock and roll. Yeah, I mean, this is not necessarily my peak time of the day. Um, <laughs> but the, the shades are on not for a fashion statement or to try to be cool. It's literally because my eyes cannot take light this early in the morning. So um, pardon me for that. But, yeah, I'm ready to get into this. I almost died yesterday between the Reds trading away everybody, everybody and – the Bengals letting CJ Uzama go, which I knew they I had know. to. They can't pay him eight million dollars. Yeah. I get that, but it's Eric just like was it was a lot to handle in a couple hour period. Yeah, lot, but things could get very good over the next few weeks for Beho with uh, the Kentucky Wildcats coming up in here. We're going to talk a lot about them in just a minute. So we're going to go through each region we'll talk about each sort of quarter bracket and we'll go game by game uh each of us will take an opportunity we'll talk a little bit more just about teams passing through but we're going to mention some point spread talk and that kind of stuff here and there but we will do a lot more of the point spread dive in each morning when we go so um let's start up top with gonzaga 
um, and Georgia State up there. For me, um, I'm going to move through with Gonzaga right off the bat. Nothing crazy for me. Gonzaga with the number one overall seed. And then in the 8-9 spot there, that's going to be an interesting one. I think this game it was uh, around two, two and a half. Memphis as a two and a half point favorite here. I'm actually going to have Memphis moving through. A uh, couple things that I, I like about Memphis in this spot. I mean, they've been playing really, really well ever since Penny had that blow up. We uh, we all ripped Penny in uh, cutting nets, uh, you know, in the morning. And the the real key, I think, with with Memphis without Amani Bates. Biho was mentioning this the other day about Arizona, how sometimes you can be missing a player and it can maybe be addition by subtraction because the team kind of spreads things around. They open things up uh, without Amani Bates. Memphis rate number two on the Bartovic rankings, only behind Gonzaga during that stretch of play. They've been really good. Uh, one of their negatives, their turnover rate is really high. They're ranked like 352. They turn the ball over almost 23 times a game. 12-2 and two since the penny rant, but a solid defense there. I lean them over Boise State. They had a couple bad losses early. They're good in what's being looked at as a strong conference this year, but the real key in a close game, they're awful in free throw shooting. They are 65% and they are number 346 in the country in free throw shooting. So I think in a close game and either or game, I lean Memphis. I don't think Memphis can get by Gonzaga though. So I've got Gonzaga into the sweet 16 up top there. Biho, what do you got up in the top there of the West? Uh, yeah, no, I'm with you. Uh, Gonzaga, they're automatically, they're through the first round. The Memphis-Boise State game, I've, I've heard a lot of people talking about Boise. I think it's going to be one of those darling upset picks, if you will, even though it's an 8-9 game. But but I'm with you. I mean, look, Memphis is 3-1 and one against ranked opponents. They, they're 10-1 and one to finish the regular season. I mean, clearly, whatever Penny did to that locker room got everybody back. I don't know if it's the Imani Bates issue. Uh, or, or what, but that team is definitely clicking. They did, you know, fall to Houston in their conference final, but, you know, it is what it is. I think Memphis is too athletic for Boise. I, I've got Memphis going through, and then that's the end of the road for them. I'm with you, Zags, in the Sweet 16. Uh, let's go to Eric. Eric, what do you got going on here in this uh, top half of the West? I got the Zags going through. I think the game will be a little bit closer than people think. I think Georgia State got a little – screwed by the seating because uh, they had a lot of injury issues and everything. I thought they're going to be a 14th. Um, I'm going to go with Boise State, though. I mean, yep, I know you're like that. They're, they're a great defensive team. They're one of the yep. best, if not the best defensive team in the whole tournament. And you hit on the head. Memphis turns the ball over a lot. They have the fifth most turnovers in anybody in all of college basketball. So I'm going to go with Boise State here just because I don't really trust Memphis you know, with the basketball, I get the uh, three throw. And that's, that's one of the Davis. negatives about Noah yeah. money Bates there, Eric, is that you, you spread the ball around, but you don't really yeah. have that one that you can sort of trust a little bit, yeah. you know, down the stretch. So that's where they can definitely have a major weakness in what should but, be a really tight game. Um, the, the three throw shooting is concerning, but they made them in the mountain West. So I mean, mm -hmm. I got Boise state going through and then, but, I mean, I don't. they can't stop the two-headed monster of Timmy and uh, Chet. So, I mean, I have Gonzaga going through the Sweet 16. Leo, my friend, uh, what do you have up here in the West? Yeah, I got the same thing as Eric here. I'm looking at uh, – I, I really like Boise State. I think a lot of people are going to take Memphis because they love Penny Hardaway. And, again, this is like a $5 Joe uh, type of bet. People haven't really been following Boise State. But I love how good this team is defensively. They're physical. They're going to make your life miserable. If they can hit a couple shots, they're dangerous to anybody. But they don't have the bigs to compete with Gonzaga. So I got Gonzaga getting through that matchup. Biho, let's get over to you for the uh, the bottom half of that top bracket. Tell us what you have in Connecticut, New Mexico State, and then below that. 
Yeah, um, you know, New Mexico State's another one I've heard people trying to, you know, knock off UConn here. I, I'm just not buying it at all. Um, UConn's not great against the spread, so it may be something to look for if you're gambling. It may go a different way. Um, but, you know, when New Mexico State's led in points and rebounds by a guard, it's not going to get the job done in the NCAA tournament. Like a guard is not going to, a guard should never be your best rebounder. Uh, I, I'm taking UConn here. And next up, Arkansas against Leo's Vermont team. Look, Leo, man, I dug into this a little bit and I tried every way in the world to find Vermont beating uh, Arkansas here. And, and I just, I, I don't want to hear it. They lost to Providence. They got killed by Maryland. Arkansas is just too athletic for them. And, and Arkansas's got an above-average defense. I, I think they're fine. Uh, I got Arkansas going through, facing UConn, and Arkansas beating UConn. So, Leo, uh, you have Vermont over here. Tell us a little bit why. Ridiculous, dude. I'm telling you, this Vermont team can run up and down the floor. I think Arkansas, they're good, but they can be very, very streaky from the field. I don't trust them this year. Note, he's gotten into foul trouble lately as well. I love this Vermont team. They have a two-headed, uh, they have a two-headed monster in Ryan Davis and Ben Shungu. I love that last name too, Shungu. Fantastic last name. But um, both of those guys are averaging over 16 points a game right now. They can shoot the lights out. They have a ton of good shooters. They can rebound the ball well. They play defense well. They do everything well. I don't know how the hell this team is a 13 seed. Uh, they just didn't have a really tough schedule this year, but this is a really talented team. This is up there with teams like South Dakota State, who's a very popular upset pick. I love Vermont here. I got Vermont playing Connecticut. Leo with Vermont. I got to tell you, Leo, uh, in this particular spot, I'm actually with you. Uh, I like Vermont. And and for me, this is kind of a, one of these like bracket plays a little bit uh, and – um, just kind of an anti-Arkansas play. Because I've been talking about this for weeks with Arkansas that I thought they were a little bit overhyped. And I look at the way the bracket shapes up. I was going to pick UConn in the next game. And following that, I have Gonzaga anyways. So this is a nice spot for me to pick an upset because I wouldn't have Arkansas going more than a game or two farther anyway. So the way I'm shaping my bracket, I think I'm, I'm this is a right spot. Some of the things I didn't like about Arkansas, so they had that great stretch of games where they won 13 to 15, but during that stretch, they got a little bit lucky. They only made 32% of their threes. And when you dig into some of their victories there, they have a, a win against Texas A&M in overtime by three. They have a win in overtime against Auburn at home. They have a, a win against florida that looks a little bit better on paper they won that game by eight but they were down by six with about five minutes to go and florida had three possessions in a row where they just completely turned the ball over and three times in a row arkansas hit threes and that just flipped the game uh they beat kentucky by two they beat lsu by one you dig into those games and they very easily could have lost three or four games during that stretch so i think they're a little bit overhyped when you you dig into them note is excellent but um, I just haven't been that big of a fan in the way the bracket shapes up. I wasn't going to have them going that deep anyway. So this will be one of my higher uh, upset picks. I think the point spread in this game is around not high though. It was only around five or so, right? Is that what yeah. I saw in this game? Yeah, so, yeah. you know, Vegas is telling you here and the, the line is telling you that our, at, uh, Vermont has a, a legit shot in here. This game, I think the total around 139 and a half. But I do have a UConn going through there. And then we'll come back uh, up here and talk Sweet 16 in a minute. But, Eric, tell us how you have this portion of the bracket. 
Well, I am going with New Mexico State to upset uh, UConn. Nice, looking, nice. Looking at it, um, both teams play really slow. With the pace of play, UConn's not going to be able to, like, extend the lead because they do play slow. Um, believe it or not, looking at the analytics, New Mexico State actually has an advantage on the offensive rebounding. And they like to do a lot of dribble pull-up threes. And per shot quality, UConn is outside the top 100 in college basketball defending that. So I think it's just a good matchup. So I like I like New Mexico State. I have them actually def- like advancing. Um, next game is really hard for me. Uh, I know Vermont. A lot of people are hyping up Vermont. Great shooting team, 60% from the field goal, 40% from three. Um, great two-headed monster, like Leo said. But I just don't know if like – if they're going to be able to handle the defensive pressure that Arkansas brings to the table yeah. throughout the whole game, I could see them like it was last year. Um, Colgate would get up. Wearing it way down late. And they wore them out. So at first I had Vermont, but, you know, end of the day I had Arkansas. And then I have Arkansas beating New Mexico State. He, so, you know, you guys bring up some good points there. And, and Gino, you touched on it a little bit, like, it was a good spot to pick an upset in your bracket because you were going to put them out in the next round. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like if, if you're on New Mexico State, you can't be on Vermont and vice versa because I don't know that either one of those teams gets through that second matchup. So so I'm like you because you don't want to lose a team in the first round, especially a big high seed like that going out to the Sweet 16 when uh, – and because the thing about Arkansas, as much as I don't like them, right? I'm and I'm a little like I, I talked. Some of their they got lucky with the schedule too. They had their best. They didn't have to play some of the toughest games on the road. I've mentioned this a few times. Didn't have to go at Kentucky. Didn't have to go at Auburn. So those were a couple other games that they could have lost. They, but Note is the type of guy who he could get hot and hell, he could get hot and win a game against Gonzaga if they got th- if they won three games. And he's yeah. that kind of legit talent. Um, I just think that where they're set up like you said it, it feels kind of nice for uh for zaga so we all uh have a little uh, a little bit different here um one more thing with vermont i mean they've been so dominant in the american east like and we've seen this kind of happen with gonzaga in tournaments past when it is crunch time and it is a tight game because they haven't been in a clutch situation they kind of make some bad mental mistakes that's another reason why i'm leaning arkansas here why i picked arkansas Okay, let's just go one more uh, while we're uh, while we're here. So um, the way my bracket's set up now in this spot, I end up uh, taking uh, Gonzaga over UConn. You know, Gonzaga top ten in both adjusted offense and defensive efficiency, led by form. Uh, um, so that I mean, they're just going to be really tough to beat. You know, they're going to be there. They're incredible. Uh, they they they're a team that we can you know we can debate what their regular season is like every year, but because of that, they, they put themselves in a really nice spot every year. They get a really high seed. They get a nice couple victories on their way to a sweet 16. And then things start to get difficult for them when they play legitimate teams. So that's what is sort of hard about them. If you want to pick against them, I'm not sure if you can do it in the first couple. And then I, I have UConn there in that spot, but I still don't, think UConn is quite good enough to beat Gonzaga. One key uh, thing I wanted to mention for UConn, um, is it Sonogo, who uh, really good. They're a great offensive rebounding team, and when he's on the court, this is a stat I'm going to mention later for Kentucky, UConn recovered 39% of their missed shots when he's on the court. So you're missing missing shots, and it's just like coming right back to you again. Um, So uh, for me, I've got Gonzaga moving through here, um to uh after facing kentucky um 
or after facing uh, UConn, excuse me. Does anybody else have uh, an upset or are we all with Gonzaga? Leo, how about you? Can't oh, hear I you, Leo. You, I think you're muted, Leo. There we go. Sorry about that, boys. Uh, no I got Vermont over UConn, and then I got Gonzaga over Vermont. Okay, so Leo's got Vermont into the Sweet 16, winning two, but then Gonzaga heading on into the Elite Eight. Eric, where do you go from here? Yeah, I mean, I don't think Arkansas has the size for Timmy and Chet, so I just have Gonzaga going through. That's going to be a great game, real up and down. Really looking forward to it. Biho. Yeah, I mean, I'm with Eric here. As much as I wanted to try to knock Gonzaga out as quick as I could, um, the size advantage is just too much. Holmgren and Timmy, too much for Arkansas. Uh, I've got them going on to the Elite Eight. Feels like it. it's going to have to be the right matchup uh, to try to take them down. Let's talk about the sec, the uh, bottom half of the West bracket here. So uh, what's a little bit difficult about this first game is it's Alabama against the winner of a play-in game. So we don't exactly know it by the time we're recording this who Alabama will be playing. So it'll either be Rutgers or Indy here. Alabama, one of the crazier teams uh, in the country this year. Alabama, so inconsistent, so up and down. They lost their last three games, but they have wins over Gonzaga, Baylor, Tennessee, Arkansas, Houston, and LSU. But they're number 94 in defensive efficiency. So they're just really bad defensively when you talk about the good teams from good conferences. And when say 94 out of 300 and like 60 or so, a lot of those teams are bad teams in small divisions. So once you're down past like the, the 60, 70, 80 mark when defense, you start getting pretty bad. Um, Alabama is capable of beating really good teams, but losing to anyone. So makes it a little bit difficult here. Um, the only thing is for me, particularly, I'm not going to have the Alabama or I think the winner of that game, whether it be Rutgers or Indy getting past Texas tech, um, Texas tech as a three seed, but I got to give a little bit of a shout out guys too. And I got to show uh, this for one second. So, um, let me uh, show this. When I was over at Sam Houston a few weeks ago, there was an event happening up in one of the press boxes. And uh, there are a lot of people that live in the Houston area that are from Montana State. And so I was up there hanging out with them. And I was rocking the Bobcats hat. And uh, and they were having a good time. And we were talking a little bit about if they thought they could make the tourney. And they, you know, they were looking at their schedule and looking ahead. And it's funny because a lot of people over in that area – that uh, that work, they live and they work. It's sort of like a program where people that uh, went to Montana State come over and work for a company. I guess that was started by uh, someone who went there. So I had to give a little bit of a, a shout out to them because I had to pull this picture back up. I was walking around with that hat on looking like just an absolute idiot uh, for a lot of the night. And I had the Mardi Gras beads on. I had stuff all over the place. So shout out to the Bobcats. But let's continue on because I just don't think they have the opportunity to be a I can't, I can't see them getting by Texas Tech. And then below that, we got um, uh, Davidson and Duke. And this is really, uh, we got, for me, I got Davidson and Duke moving on. I got Davidson beating Michigan State. I've got Duke beating uh, Cal State Fullerton. And the thing about Davidson is they're just a really good three-point shooting team. They're very good offensively. They're very bad defensively. I actually think they match up well with Duke. I'm going to do the upset here, guys. I think Duke, with the Coach K stuff leaving, it's been a little bit heavy on this team. They've struggled down the stretch. They haven't looked that great. I haven't been that high on them all year long. I think Davidson can get by Duke here. So I've got Davidson, Texas Tech, in my little sweet 16 here. I've got Texas Tech getting through. So in my Elite Eight there in the West, I'm going to have Gonzaga against Texas Tech. 
let's pull the bracket back up and get on over to you. Uh, let's go to Leo here. Tell us who you have in this uh, bottom part of the West, Leo. So in this bottom part of the West, um, I don't care who's getting through this playing game. I have them over Alabama. Uh, Alabama is one of those teams. If they're favored, you pick against them. If they're uh, the underdog, then you can take a look at them. They're going to be favored in this matchup, so I'm going to fade them. Uh, I have a feeling it's going to be Rutgers. I think Rutgers gets through to play Texas Tech. Texas Tech ends up beating Rutgers. Then next matchup, I, I'm with you, Gino. I got Davidson over Michigan State. Duke obviously advancing. But I'm going to take Duke. I think Davidson can shoot the lights out. But I just think, you know, it's one of those storylines that the NCAA really wants to preserve if they can. So if the game's close, you may get a little wink-wink, nudge-nudge. And, you know, Duke may get the benefit of the doubt on a couple calls. Mm-hmm. And uh, they move on to play Texas Tech. But I do have Texas Tech beating them. So I got Gonzaga, Texas Tech, in the Elite Eight. So uh, we do get uh, a look in this part of the bracket at uh, – Eric's Michigan State squad. Eric, do you think Michigan State here fares well in their opening game against Davidson? The line in this game was pretty close to a pick. Um, when I saw it open up at, at Michigan State, uh, around minus one total was a, a 140 and a half. And then below that, you got Duke as a big favorite. They had 17 points or so over Fullerton. Uh, up top of that, we've got the Alabama playing, and we've got Texas Tech as a big favorite over Montana State. Um, starting with the Alabama game, I think it really depends on the matchup. If they play Rutgers, I think they're going to lose. But I'm not high on this Notre Dame team. That was the one team I felt that shouldn't have got in. I think they're a little – I don't want to say I have a conspiracy theory that they wanted some big names in the playing tournament, but that's, like, that's the only reason I think they got in. So it kind of depends on who they play. Um, I actually have Texas Tech going all the way to Elite Eight, and believe it or not, I think their hardest game is going to be Montana State. Uh, Texas Tech follows a lot. Montana State has 20, 23% of their points come from free throws. So I think that game is going to be tight, but I think Texas Tech is going to be able to go through. Uh, Davidson, Michigan State, you know, I've been going back and forth on this one. Davidson runs like free-flowing motion offense, a lot like Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech does, but at the end of the day, Michigan State has better size, and they were first in the Big Ten defending the three. So I think that's going to be a big advantage for them. So I actually have State going through. Um, Duke's defense has been awful. I yeah. mean, let's, let's just call it what it is. Their defense has been awful. They're one of the youngest teams in all of college basketball. And the mental strain that this team's going to have for this being Coach K's last go-around, we've seen it. They've not performed in these pressure situations. And this is a pressure situation for them. So I actually – I have Michigan State knocking them off. Um, Texas Tech is just way too elite defensively, and I know they struggle against teams that do make threes. Michigan State did lead the Big Ten in hitting threes, but I think Texas Tech's defense and their ability to force turnovers, which is Michigan State's kryptonite, is finally going to catch up with them. Number one defense efficiency in the nation, uh, Texas Tech. The a key for them could be uh, Kevin McCuller and the health uh, of him. Um, if he's healthy, that will obviously be a big boost to them. One of my concerns with Michigan State is I want I worry about them in a situation against if they have to play these prolific offensive teams, mainly because their offense is fine. Uh, they're they're not bad at three point percentage. They're top twenty in the country, but they 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 just don't have one, any real star. If they go have to go head to head with teams that that maybe have a, a real good perimeter player or two, 
They're six and nine in their last 15. That was one of my concerns uh, for Michigan State, but it should be a, a really fun and uh, close game there with Davidson and Michigan State. And then, yeah, with Texas Tech, I mean, their their defense is, is really, really tough. And Duke, I've just, you know, I've, 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 I've they got crushed in the, the final home game. They got crushed in the ACC final. Uh, both of those games, they just did not play all that well. Beho, we've been talking for a while about how we weren't all that high on Duke. I, I was going to pick Texas, same sort of thing from a bracket standpoint. I was going to pick Texas Tech over them anyways. And I feel like from a matchup standpoint, Davidson offensively might be able to really fill it up. If they shoot well against and they play and they just have a good game um, offensively efficiently, which they're, you know, they're number 11 in the nation in offensive efficiency. They shoot over 55 and a half percent from the field. They're number eight in three point percentage. They shoot 38 and a half percent from three. They just have a bad defense too. That could be a really up and down game. So I went Davidson there. Beho, tell us what you did in the bottom of the West. Yeah. So the first thing with the Alabama against the playing game, I've just kind of left that blank because it's totally going to depend on who comes out of there. I agree. I did the same uh, thing. Yeah. And, and I know <clears throat> you guys have, have talked about Rutgers there, but I mean, this Jackson Davis kid really impressed me in the Big Ten tournament. If he plays anything like that, I, I think they get by Rutgers. And if they do that, I think they can beat Alabama. But I need to think about Alabama for a minute because Alabama did beat Gonzaga this year, guys. Like, we can't it's take that away from them. I know they've no. got some bad losses, but I mean, and they didn't, I mean, they beat them by nine. And I know it was early and all that, but at the end of the day, they did beat them. I can't take that away from them. I'm going to have to let that simmer for a minute. It doesn't really matter because I've got Texas Tech beating Montana State and then beating whoever wins that, that first round game there. Um, again, the Davidson Michigan State. Eric brings up a great point, and I think this is where the game's decided. Michigan State's very good defending the three. Davidson is very good at shooting the three. One of those two things has to give. Whichever one does will lose. I think Davidson is going to slow the pace down like they normally do. They don't play fast. They're going to control the pace. They're going to get the shots they want, I think. They're not going to panic, or they're not going to be like a Kentucky, per se. In the first shot they get, they take, they're going to look for the best shot. I think Davidson wins that matchup. Um, we've got Duke, Cal State, Fullerton. I'd love for Fullerton to just put Duke out of their misery in the first round. Probably not going to happen. Duke roll, Duke rolls there. Um, so then I've got, like I said, Texas Tech in the Elite Eight or Sweet 16 and Davidson matching up. I'm taking Texas Tech there. It's going to yeah. be Gonzaga versus Texas Tech. It's a Tech strength really against eight. strength, right? You got the best yeah. defense literally in the country against a really good offense. And I think that's going to be hard for a Davidson team because they haven't seen defenses quite like that, right? No, so that, exactly. that's, this is going to be a different like level of play. Just a couple of small notes about the teams in the play-in game. So we uh, we have the uh, we have Notre Dame who had a couple nice victories um, on their resume this year. But, yeah, you know, they've got a couple bad uh, losses, too. They've lost two of their last three. They did beat Kentucky and North Carolina earlier in the year. But other than that, not a whole lot. Rutgers, um, we talked about Indy. Uh, you know, R- Rutgers uh, also in the uh, Indy in the play. In Rutgers in the play game game, excuse me. They're playing Notre Dame. And they're the first ranked team, unranked team ever, to beat four consecutive ranked teams. So they had another one of those up-and-down seasons where would it be crazy to see them, if they won – they absolutely could beat Alabama and move through. Like, that's no doubt. I just don't know if they could run through uh, a Texas Tech team with a really good defense. So you just sort of know what you're going to get there. 
And for me, guys, coming out of the West, I thought a lot about it, that great Texas Tech defense. I really wanted to. I just couldn't quite get there. I'm going to make Gonzaga the uh, the West champ and move them into the Final Four. We'll come back and revisit the Final Four in a bit. Biho, you had a Zaga Texas Tech also, right? What do you have moving on? Yep, I got Gonzaga too much. Uh, Timmy and Holmgren too much for Texas Tech. I think it, it, it'll be a great game. I think the game will be low scoring, um, but Gonzaga's going to get through. Eric, what do you have uh, going there? I mean, these teams played earlier in the season. Um, Zags obviously won. I I like the Zags here. I mean, I think they just have too much height. They're going to get up and down the floor. They're going to look to run. And um, it'll be close, but it's going to play out a lot like the Kansas game did in the Big uh, Big 12 championship. December the 18th, Gonzaga beat Texas Tech 69-55. So, uh, yeah, this would be a, a rematch there. Leo, what do you have happening in this portion of the bracket? It's Gonzaga. I don't give Texas Tech much of a chance here. Um, Gonzaga's going to the Final Four. Okay, well, let's uh, let's move on to the East. Let's go below. Um, if you're looking at the bracket right below the West, we'll move on to the East where Baylor is the number one seed here uh, up top with Norfolk sake, you know, with Norfolk state Baylor, you know, last year they won all six of their tournament games by at least nine points, but they're missing a couple real key players. JTT, uh, what crier, the other one, I just don't know if they are going to be able to have enough against the really good teams. I do think they have an opportunity to probably get through two. I'm not that high on North Carolina, honestly. The more and more I dug into them, if you removed that Duke victory from their slate, they didn't look all that great. They did get good towards the end of the year and, and sort of a lot better. They they beat up on teams that I just didn't think much of. So I'm not that high on, uh, on North Carolina there. I'm going to go with Baylor beating Norfolk State. I'm going to go with Marquette over North Carolina. Uh, that was uh, another tight line what was that one around uh north carolina was i think a three-ish point favorite there so i'll uh, i'll roll marquette below that we have st mary's and the winner of the play-in game which is indy and wyoming now i think this will be a little bit important but i'm probably still gonna lean st mary's uh they're defensively they're really really good i'm not i don't think they're incredible so they're a team that i, I don't have beating ucla i actually think this is a really good spot for a UCLA team that we saw get hot last year towards the end of the year. And they're doing the same thing this year. They have a couple guys that can really, um, you know, lead you in a game. And sometimes it can be Jaime Hawkes. Sometimes it can be Juzang who might be the best player on the court there. Um, they're well coached. They've, they're experienced. They have a lot of guys coming back from last year. And uh, I think it's a good spot for UCLA to get through Akron. And then uh, I have UCLA moving through their St. Mary's and I have UCLA playing Baylor there uh, in that little uh, section. So let's get over to you, Eric. Talk us through this portion of the bracket. Um, Baylor to me kind of reminds me of that uh, the Michigan team from last year. They had a couple injuries. Everyone was saying they're going to lose to LSU in the second round. But I think they're just a little bit too elite defensively to let that happen. I mean, I have them going, although I have them going pretty far. Um, North Carolina Marquette. Um, Lewis from Marquette is going to be the best player on the court. Virginia Tech, kind Star of freshman, yeah. Um, North Carolina, um, kind of gave everyone a friendly reminder how awful they are on defense during the Virginia Tech game. I think with Marquette, the way Marquette plays, the shot, shot goes press, and everything, I think Marquette's going to win that game. 
Um, you know, I, I hate the West Coast Conference. I'll say it. But the St. Mary's team, they're able to take your best player out of the game. Yep. The pace of play is really slow. Um, you know, they just – the margin of error that you need, that you're not you, – you can't have a big margin of error to beat them. Um, Number you know, nine in the country in defensive efficiency. Um, you know, they're, they're Ken Palm, I think, has them 42. Um, you know, I have St. Mary's beating whoever comes out of the game tonight between Wyoming and um, – and Indiana, but here's my upset special, guys. Everyone's forgetting about Akron. Um, okay. They have the player that won the MAC Defensive Player of the Year in the MAC Conference. They have size. They play at a slow pace, and they're top. They're 74th in the nation in terms of three-point shooting. So I'm not. I'm not. UCLA's great, but I really feel like they're not as good as last year's team is, and they're getting a lot of hype because of the performance of last year. Akron's going to shorten up the shorten up the game by playing at a slow place, limit the limit the possessions. They have the size and they can make threes. I think Akron because they didn't win the regular season title is being overlooked. So I have Akron over UCLA, then I have St. Mary's like just slowing taking Akron completely out of the game. You better be betting that game, my friend, cuz uh, Akron is a 14 point underdog or so. Yep. Um whatever Eric's smoking over there, I'll have some of it and uh he's going to be singing Return of the Mac. Uh yeah. she said she'd never turn on me. Like, see, this is good. Leo, do you know that jam? No. Leo, you don't know that jam? You don't know that jam. Do I, I I do know that jam. I do know. You, okay, good. That's at least I'm okay probably for the bad Eric, that was a jam that we were we were rocking to many uh, many a time. Yeah, back I remember, in our I remember Return of the Mac. Oh, that's good. So uh, Eric will uh, Eric will be playing this Akron game for sure. That's a, a good spot. Now I I will uh, head over to Leo. Leo, uh, tell us yeah. a little bit about what you're doing here. All right. So in this region, uh, it's going to be Baylor. I like Marquette a lot over North Carolina. I don't think North Carolina is good enough mm-hmm. defensively. Um, then I have St. Mary's going out. I don't care who gets through this game. I think it's going to be Wyoming. I love how good, uh, good Wyoming is defensively. Then Akron, I'm with Eric. I think Akron is going to cover this game. I don't think that they're going to win this game outright, though. I'm going to take UCLA. Then I have uh, UCLA over Wyoming and Baylor over Marquette. Uh oh, okay. We, uh, did, did we lose you or did you just, just stop? You just stopped. No, I just, that's all I you had. You just stopped. Okay. I wasn't sure if you cut out or we just, we're good. <laughs> we're good. like, okay, no, we're good. You just stopped. Uh, Ali, Ali is the name you might get used to. 14 plus points per game, 39 plus for three. What a great name, too, right? Ali, Ali. I hope Gus Johnson is calling the game that he's uh that he's on so we could get uh that'd be great um, almost as good as Farukmanish from a few years ago but yeah that's a that's a great game uh that's a great name there so um we continue on everybody go through this region Biho, you need to finish up here right yeah um first and foremost gino i need to apologize because this is what happens when I do my research late at night after about a billion shows over the weekend, and it's too early in the morning for me to catch it. Rutgers is playing Notre Dame, and I was talking about Indiana because I see the little slash in the ND. The ND. And, 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 They're both and so playing, I, so no worries. Yeah, so the Rutgers thing, I do agree with you guys on. I think they come out of that. I think that's a tough matchup for Alabama. Now, down to this one, Baylor rolls, obviously. 
I think you guys look. I don't like North Carolina. I don't think they're a great team. I mean, we've we've talked about it. They're very average. I think this is one matchup that I really don't like for Marquette because they are going to want to run with North Carolina, and that's going to be hard to do. I love the Baycott kid for North Carolina. I think he's the factor that gets them through this game. I'm taking Carolina there. Uh, the playing game again. I don't really know what to do here because I, I don't know a ton about Wyoming. I've seen them play a couple games, and yeah, they're all right. And people have been on them all year, you know, like yeah, da 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 da. But look again, I'm going back to Jackson Davis. He was so good in the Big Ten tournament. Like, I don't know if Wyoming Wyoming can handle a guy like that. And the thing with I guess they Wyoming, they're a really good home team. They're one yeah. of those teams that takes advantage of, of where they're located, of uh, of home court. They lost their last three road games and one of their two neutral games in the Mountain West Conference Tournament. Uh, yeah, no. Um, so, so yeah. So, if Indiana gets through there, I like them to beat St. Mary's. If Wyoming does, I'll take St. Mary's there. Um, and last but not least, I like UCLA against Akron. I mean – if it wasn't for four players getting suspended from Kent State, they probably wouldn't even be here. Uh, then I've got Baylor beating North Carolina, and I've actually got UCLA going on to uh, the Sweet 16 as well. Uh, so once we get there, it'll, it'll for me, come down to Baylor versus UCLA. And I'm going to go with UCLA here, and I think this comes down to a spot where Baylor is going to, against good teams, just come up a little bit short without some of their really, really key players. I think they've done a, a fantastic job getting here, but I'm a little bit concerned. UCLA is top 15 in offense and defensive efficiency. They returned everyone from last year's Final Four. Juzang's ankle seems to be a little bit better. They had a bad stretch throughout the uh, the middle portion of the year in early February. They lost three of four. Since then, they were eight and two. They have some nice wins this year. They beat Arizona, Villanova, uh, Marquette, beat USC twice out of the three times they played. So I think uh, I think it's a good spot for UCLA to win one game more against Baylor and get an upset here in the one versus four spot. I think this is where uh, one of the uh, – I think this is the first number one seed that I end up having uh, going down here. So I've got UCLA moving forward into the Elite Eight. Uh, Eric, I think you had Baylor versus – was it Baylor St. Mary's here who you had? Baylor and St. Mary's. What do you have uh, from this po- portion? The, I have Baylor just because of their elite defense. I think they're going to go through here. I like St. Mary's can slow it down. They can take your best player out, like I said, but I think Baylor's got too many athletes for them. Yep. Uh, Leo, uh, where do you go from this part moving on to the Elite Eight? Yep. So I got Baylor and UCLA moving on, and I had Baylor winning that matchup. Let's get to the bottom part of this bracket. We're looking at the I, I, I'm rolling with you, Gino. I'm taking UCLA over Baylor. Okay, you okay, cool. Yeah. So you, we're both picking the upset there, Biho. Yeah. We're both going four over the one. So UCLA moving through back to the Elite Eight. Biho, talk us through uh Texas Va Tech and uh and this bottom part of the bracket. Uh, let's see. Let me let me find my stuff here. Um Yeah, no problem. So, so- Texas in this game is uh a one-point favor is really tight, basically like a pick em or so. Uh, 124 and a half is what I saw the total when this thing opened up. 
Yeah, um, one thing about that UNC Marquette game, that's a that's a game with the pace being so fast. You guys may want to start looking over in that game as well. Um, Virginia Tech, Texas, I'm taking Virginia Tech here. I think it's a great matchup for them. They're going to slow it down like their uh, in-state rivals, Virginia. Um, both teams' defenses are good. Texas's offense can show up great, and they can just be non-existent. I think they're a little too inconsistent. I'm giving the slight edge to Virginia Tech there. Again, game you probably want to look under in. Um, next up, Purdue, Yale, Purdue rolls there. Uh, Murray State, San Fran. I mean, I know I know people are going to be on San Fran just because of the West Coast, whatever. Murray State's a very good team. Um, they've got a one-two punch with Tevin Brown and K.J. Williams. And I will remind everyone that the only reason Ja Morant is was at Murray State is because the coaches were at an event watching Tevin Brown and found John Morant. So the, yep. these these two have been around since that John Morant year. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like them. They're going to pound the offensive glass. That's what they do. And uh, San Francisco can't shoot free throws, and that's going to be a problem in a close game. Uh, Beho, in the final game, I'm curious, uh, St. Peter's, I'd imagine, right? Yeah, I mean, St. Peter's is, you know, I, I think people are uh, doubting on them a little bit. Uh, I just think maybe Kentucky might just be a little too strong there. I'm going to take the Cats. Okay, I wasn't sure about that one. Uh, then when you have Kentucky moving on to play Murray State, I'd imagine you're probably moving through. Uh, Murray State's a, a cool story, right? They've won 18 straight. They've shot over yeah. 55% from the field this year. This is a good This is a good basketball team. Like They are legitimately, I think, around the top 25 team, but this feels like one, one of the situations where it just gets a little bit too much against Kentucky. Yeah, and it probably is, but, but I'll say this. I mean, it's not going to be a cakewalk for Kentucky. I mean, Kentucky's going to have to play a good game to get by them. Uh, again, like I told you when the brackets came out, I hated seeing Murray State there because I think they are dangerous, and I want to pull for them, but I can't. Um, I, I'm putting Kentucky through here, just too many guys. Uh, you know, they can handle Tevin Brown and, and the big as well. So I've got Kentucky here. But, you know, if Murray State beats us, we didn't deserve it anyway. I can't complain yeah. about it. If you can't beat Murray State, you shouldn't be considered a title contender. Yeah. No, it's a good spot to try to win two to get to the Sweet 16. Leo, uh, tell us what you have going on over here. Uh, all right, so starting at the bottom, obviously Kentucky's getting through. That San Francisco-Murray State game, I've gone back and forth on 100 times. Um, I, I lean slightly toward Murray State for all the reasons that Beho mentioned. Then up top, it's going to be Purdue. And a lot of people are going to be taking Virginia Tech after they're running the ACC tournament. I do not think there's much of a chance for them. I really like this Texas team. I've been saying it all year that Texas is built for March. It is time for them to wake up. It is time for them to do the damn thing. So I'm going to take Texas in that matchup, and I'm actually going to take Texas over Purdue. Uh, That's my big upset here. Again, they have three really talented guards. They're good defensively. Uh, Purdue down the stretch didn't – they weren't very clutch. Uh, Jaden Ivey got – a mean case of lemon booty at the free throw line. So that's a bit worrisome. He also took a big hit the other day. Look, you can call that lemon booty, Leo. I, I'm going to say it was tired legs. <laughs> you know? yeah. Whatever it is, it's not It's not great. Dude. No, dude, he's been doing it for a week. He's been doing it okay. back since the Wisconsin game. I'm not worried about the Big Ten tournament. Like, I get that. But even that game against Wisconsin, I think he was, what, three of nine or something? Um that's bad. 
Either way, I'm going Texas there, and then obviously Kentucky's getting through. So I got Kentucky and Texas in my Sweet 16. Eric, uh, start over with Texas and uh, talk us through this portion. Yeah, this game, I mean, don't get me wrong, Vatek was my darling's last last week, cash in that future. Shout out, that was a great call. What did you get them at? What was the price you had them at? I, uh, 13 to 1. 14, 14 yeah. They said 13 14, 14, 14, 14 to 1. Um, but I think this is where it comes to an end. I think Texas defensively is just going to be too much. I think Virginia Tech was just able to take advantage of some bad defensive teams in the ACC. So I definitely have the te- Texas coming through there. Um, it's going to be strength on strength in that game, Eric, because you have Texas. They're the number 13 defense in the country. And you have Virginia Tech. They're the number 18 offense in the country. They shoot really well from three. Texas is not a great three-point shooting team. They shoot just 32.3% uh, from three, which is 242nd in the country, whereas Virginia Tech, um, they are uh, number three. Uh, yeah. at 39.3 like they're they're excellent they were 13 and two in their last 15 but I kind of agree with you guys I think this is where it maybe runs out against Texas they lost their last three games but they were against Baylor Kansas and TCU so uh Eric you're rolling with Texas I'm rolling with Texas um next game is gonna be interesting like I really I really want to take Yale here Purdue can't defend the three they're one of the worst teams in all of college basketball defending the pick and roll but I think at the end of the day, their size is just going to be a little bit too much. I think this game is going to be pretty close to, yeah, with Edie and Williams. I think it, th- that size will be advantage. But Purdue's got a lot of holes. Uh, when you they do, they're play. they're a hundredth in defensive efficiency. They're third in offensive efficiency. There have only been two high major teams since 2002. So think about this. Sometimes there are like uh, mid-major teams or auto bid teams that win their tournaments. And so their metrics are really bad. They'll have, you know, defenses that are, you know, in the three hundreds, but there've only been two high major teams since 2002 that finished the season ranked hundredth and defensive efficiency and even made the tournament. Neither of those teams made the second weekend. And both of those teams had a very similar profile to Purdue. Both of them were good offensive teams. They were top 30 in offensive efficiency. Purdue's probably a little bit better offensively. They've averaged, I think, 80.7 per points per game in the regular season, which is top seven. But they have a lot of flaws. I'm not – Eric, I'm not against the, that pick. I, I mainly – another situation because I've got Texas getting be, going over Purdue in the next game anyway, so I wouldn't really talk anyone off of Yale. I'm just not all that impressed with Yale in particular. Like if this were Princeton, I would like Princeton's shot like much better against them, you know, in the same situation. Um, I think the line in this game is what around 16. So yes. another game where it's the line's big, you better, uh, you better be playing this one. What do you have uh, the rest of this yeah. way? Eric? I read some crazy stat where there's only been one team that if you had, were a top six team, top seeded, top six seeded team in your region, um, top 25 offensively outside the top 150 defensively. If you fit that criteria, you're primed for an early upset. Um, there's two teams that fit that criteria. One is Purdue. The other one's Iowa. Um, Murray State, San Francisco, like Leo said, real interesting game. Um, I think this one, San Francisco likes to hit a lot of threes. The thing with Murray State, though, is they do force teams into a, a lot of turnovers. San Francisco does have a knack for turning over the ball. So I'm going to go Murray State here, but I think this game comes down to the last possession. Um, you know, Kentucky, St. Peter's. St. Peter's does have a big, so but, you know, Kentucky just has way too much firepower. 
Uh, I have Kentucky over Murray State. I think the game will be close for a half, but then, you know, Kentucky will just blow them out in the second half. And then uh, I like Chris Bird. I have Texas over Purdue. I think this is when Purdue's run run ends. So I have Texas and Kentucky in the uh, in the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, Eric, I've uh, I have similar there. I've got Texas beating Va Tech. Um, I've got Purdue beating Yale, but then Texas beating Purdue for some of the reasons that we've mentioned. I've got Murray State beating San Fran in what's going to be uh, a tight game on paper. San Fran, first time in the tournament since 1998. Very good defense, number 19th overall in defensive efficiency. But uh, I'm still going to lean Murray State there. And then Kentucky, uh, they're a heavy favorite in that game. I'm going to go Kentucky over St. Peter's. I'm going Kentucky over Murray State to move through. Texas over Purdue, and I'm going Kentucky over Texas. So for me, in the East final, in the Elite Eight, I've got Kentucky versus UCLA in a really fun, cool matchup of uh, of two um, all-time great basketball programs. Uh, Leo, how do you have things uh, in the go heading into the Elite Eight there in the East? I mean, Sorry, Gino, I lost you there. What was that? Uh, how do you have things going there in the Elite Eight? Tell us uh, who you had on the top, who you had in the bottom, and uh, and who you have moving on through the East. All right. So what I got here is it's all about Kentucky, man. I got Kentucky getting through. Um, I have Kentucky getting through Texas. I think that'll actually be a halfway decent game. And then I have Kentucky getting through Baylor to get to the Final Four. And then you got Gonzaga, Kentucky, baby. Yep. And Kentucky, uh, they I gave you that stat earlier about uh, the rebounding. Beho, you'll like this one. They rebounded 40% of their missed shots when Shibway was on the floor. Um, they shot 37% from a three in conference play. And the one thing that I really like about Kentucky from an upside standpoint, when I look around at some of the, the better teams in the country, they are – oh, is this the healthiest they've been all year? Oh, yeah. Right now? They, they've only yep. had two players, Grady and Shibway, play in all 30 games. So – for me, when I look around at some of the games they lost and some of their issues, those were in games where they weren't complete. And I think this team complete has a ceiling that might be untapped that uh, a lot of other teams may not have. I've got Kentucky moving through against UCLA in the Elite Eight, so I've got a really great matchup of Kentucky-Gonzaga there um, in the Final Four. Eric, tell us what you have uh, to finish up the East. Um, Like I said, I got Baylor over St. Mary's on the bottom – I think Kentucky, I think Gray is going to be hitting some threes. And Sheway is just going to dominate down low. I have them beating Texas. Um, and then in the Elite Eight, I think t- Kentucky offensively will just be too much for Baylor. Baylor won't have enough offensive pop to stay with them. So I'm like Leo. I have Kentucky and Gonzaga in the Final Four. Beho, tell us what you have happening here in the East. Yep. Um, obviously, I talked about UCLA beating Baylor. Um, I've got Purdue and Kentucky. Kentucky going through there. Again, I think we're just too much for them, for just about anybody. Kentucky, UCLA, I think that game's going to be very interesting. Coach Cal and Coach Cronin do not get along one bit. They no. absolutely hate each other. Cal will be looking to pound them by 50, and I think it will be – a game similar to that. I've got Kentucky going through and facing Gonzaga to get to the national championship. Awesome. Fellas, it's early. How are we doing? We're halfway home, even a little more than halfway because we did our intro and everything. You guys doing well? You ready to rock? Yeah. Gino, I got I got an hour, man. We gotta we gotta get through this. I gotta oh, we'll get be good. We'll school. be good to go. Okay. No problem. The <laughs> intro part was more. Beho, tell us a little bit real quick while we're in the middle of this about uh what we got going on in old smoke clothing right now. 
Yeah, uh, guys, we're selling our first shirt out of our collection with Old Smoke. Um, Old Smoke and uh, got with us at the Pegasus, decided they wanted to do something with us. We designed a T-shirt. They put it up for us. Um, it's over at oldsmokeclothing.com. Is that is that the address? Oldsmokeclothing.com slash BTV. Slash BTV. Here's a yep. look at it right now. And, I don't uh, bet I win. It's a glorious shirt. They make great products. I know the horse racing fans already know about Old Smoke. The sports gambling fans need to get used to them because they're looking to get into sports gambling. This is going to be the first of many. Get in on the ground level. We'll always know you were an OG original BTV or yep. if you're rocking this shirt. And uh, a little added incentive too. Uh, you get a free shipping if you put in the promo code G I N O. So you'll get your yep. free shipping on your purchase. Let's head on over, fellas, and jump into the South. So, Eric, why don't you start up top with Arizona? Talk us through this portion from uh, Arizona as the one seed down through Illinois, uh, Chattanooga as the 413. Um, I think Arizona is going to go through. Obviously, I'd love to see him play Bryant if Bryant is able to get through Wright State because Bryant can put up put up some points. I think that'd be an entertaining game, but Zona with their pace and talent will be too much. Um, this next game between Seton Hall and TCU, this is going to be some big boy basketball. Both these teams are physical, but at the end of the day, Seton Hall, their offense relies so much on an ISO, ISO, ISO basketball. And TCU is top 30 in college basketball, defending ISO basketball. Plus, they're going to have a huge advantage rebounding and especially on the offensive rebounding. So I have TCU going through Seton Hall, plus Seton Hall has some injuries we really don't know. What is going on there? And then we come to another one of my upset specials. We got UAB over Houston. Um, it's just real simple. Like, I love shot quality. I think shot quality, when we're looking at stuff, is the best site to be to use. Um, teams only shot 33% on open threes uh, against Houston. And Houston does allow a lot of open three-pointers. They're really banged up. And UAB shoots 38% from three. So I really think that UAB is going to be able to get open shots, make their threes, and upset this Houston team, which isn't that deep. Jordan um, Walker from UAB. Yeah. He's is, a baller. He's, he's awesome. Baller. He averages yeah. over 20 points per game. He shoots over 40% from three. And the team, what's nice is that overall, when he's on the court, the team shoots 40% from three. So not yeah. only is he really good from three, but because he draws so much attention, he gets other guys open looks. And so everybody else, he like is a really great player because he raises the like the level of everybody else around him, which is really nice. I think they have don't a big they, shot there too. Don't they call him Jelly? They call him Jelly, yeah. Jelly Walker. Yeah. yeah. And he's, a, he's a stud. And I love situations where you may have the best player on the court there because I think Houston's done – They've done an amazing job just getting to this point. I think uh, with some of their, you know, their defections, some of their missing pieces, they've they've had a couple, two of their probably top five players uh, that are not playing, that are hurt. They had another transfer, another guy going to the pros. So I think it's pretty impressive that they've been here. I mean, they're a Final Four team from last year. They are pretty good in some of the advanced metrics. They're top 11 in both adjusted offense and defensive efficiency. But what what are their best wins? Well, I mean that's my other thing. Like Memphis, Oklahoma State, State, but they lost to Memphis twice. <laughs> yeah, their win in the conference final against Memphis was their first win over a team that's in the bracket. So I mean they really haven't beat anybody. 
they're without their best player. I mean, as soon as he went down, like the whole trajectory for the season went went awry. I know people are going to say Houston will have an advantage rebounding, but in Conference USA, they have the Lofton kid who's for L- for Louisiana Tech. UAB was able to keep him in check off the glass, so I really like UAB here. Uh, next one, I think the Mocs are a public team. I think I see everyone hyping them to be um, – Illinois. The thing with them is Illinois ranks 32 in half-court offense. Mox ranked 281st defending the post, so I really think Kofi's going to be Which is really to- weird, too, because at least they've got the transfer from Kansas, who's sort of a yeah. big body that you feel like can throw at him a little bit and slow him down a little bit. That's one of those things that, like, diving into the numbers, it was strange, because you feel like their template shouldn't be that bad, but it is a weird kind of matchup, because I'm probably going to roll chattanooga but in uh, diving into the matchup like i definitely will probably play them to cover i just don't know if they can win i feel like they might be a little bit too much for illinois but another situation where i don't think i'm gonna have them beating arizona anyway so i wouldn't mind trying to snag and snag an upset here but i I agree with you eric diving into them I, i i didn't love them as much as i wanted to um and then with the round of 32 matchup you know i really want to take tcu but uh I think offensive rebounding is going to be huge here. But at the end of the day, I think the pace that Arizona likes to play, they're going to make TCU come out of their comfort zone. I really don't know if TCU has the wing player that can create in crunch time. So I'll take Arizona to win a close game. Uh, And then UAB will run out of the magic after knocking out Houston because we really see it where like the the double-digit seed beats like a 5-4 whatever and then just loses the next round, just runs out of gas. I think Illinois is going to have too much firepower, especially inside. So I'll take Illinois over UAB to go to the Sweet 16. Leo, tell us what you have happening uh, from Arizona down through Illinois, Chattanooga. All right. I agree with Eric for the most part, but what I got going on here, obviously Arizona's getting through. Uh, this is where we disagree, Eric. I'm going Seton Hall. I love that they have so many veterans. Uh, Roden's an absolute monster. As long as he's good to go, I think Seton Hall is going to find a way to win this game. I haven't been as high on TCU as everybody else has. I really haven't been that high on the Big 12, if we're being honest. Um, So I like Seton Hall to get through that game. Then, Eric, I think you absolutely nailed it. The 12 seed UAB, Jordan Walker, is going to be this. uh, I was about to say. His name's Jelly. Jelly. <laughs> Jelly. Jelly is going to be this year's darling. I think he's going to have a massive game uh, for UAB. I think that they're going to take out Houston. Not very high on this Houston team. And then, I mean, come on, guys. Enough with the Chattanooga. You have to take the burning cock for at least one round here. No brainer. I, I really do like this Illinois team. I think this Illinois team, if they can just get their head out of their ass a little bit, they could make a run at a national title. I don't see it happening, but like that's how much talent this team has. Um, so the next round, I mean, again, it's going to be Arizona over Seton Hall. And as I just say, Illinois um, can win the Illinois national title. You're going to have Arizona, Arizona beating them. <laughs> I, I, I actually have UAB beating them and okay. Arizona beating UAB. Okay. So Zona moving through for Leo. Yeah, I've got Zona moving through the Seton Hall TCU matchup. It's probably like my least favorite game of the tournament. I don't like either of these teams. Seton Hall, they're not a great three-pointing three-point shooting team. They play lots of like one-on-one ISO, a lot of low percentage shots. And so that's where they get a lot of their scoring, which is just a really low efficiency. They're kind of easier to defend and to scheme for. 
TCU, they've got a couple nice wins, but they're three and six in their last nine. They've lost three of their last four. They're an awful three-point shooting team. They're number 320 in the nation. They shoot just 30.4%. I think the four of us might be able to shoot around 30%, guys, um, at least at Papa Shot if we're out at Dave and Buster's having a few drinks. They're also a terrible free-throw shooting team. So they're not good from three. They're not good free throw shooting. They're good offensive rebounding. I honestly have no clue what, what to do there. I'll probably lean Seton Hall, but it doesn't really matter for me that much for my bracket because I'm going to go Zona anyways. And then I'm going to pick the double upset here. I'm going to go the 12-13. Again, a situation where I wouldn't be having Illinois get through Arizona. So I'm going to pick I'm going to pick UAB over Houston. Talked a little bit about the reasoning there, why with Eric. And I'm going to go through uh, with Chattanooga and uh, Malachi Smith averaging over 20 points per game. The Kansas transfer, Silvio de Salsa. So I'll be uh, going UAB Chattanooga in a 12-13 matchup there. I've got UAB moving through to the Sweet 16, but I don't think they can get through Arizona. So I'm going to have uh, Arizona moving through there into the elite eight and while i'm here i'll continue down the bracket here we've all hit the top part right no, no you B- 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 you again. i did it i did it again straight B-ho. time the next time i'm just getting up and leaving next time uh, just <laughs> give me the flip me the double bird Beho. uh i'm putting arizona through like everybody else um also i'm with eric here on tcu i think both teams are really good on defense this is a game i'm going to be looking to play the under again um seton hall fouls a lot I think uh, TCU is going to get more free throws. That's why I'm giving them the slight edge to move on there. Um, I will have Arizona winning that next game as well. Um, in this Houston UAB, I mean, listen, guys, I know you're all on UAB, and you've talked about how, who Houston's played and all that. Who the hell has UAB played? Not one time have they played a ranked opponent all year. Houston's defense, what are they giving up? Like 50-something points a game, 58.9 points a game. Oh, question, pretty Jelly. damn good defense. I, I I mean, Jelly, fine. Like, fall in love with Jelly all you want. I think Houston, that matchup against Memphis, I thought they – you know, I think I took Memphis in that game uh, in, in their conference final, and Houston just put it to them. Um, I think they've got things figured out. I'm taking Houston here. I'm not going to get cute and fall in They're love with like Jelly. They're around like a nine-point favorite or so, I think, in that game. Yeah, and and so – and then the last game, Illinois again. The Kofi Cockburn is amazing. I know they disappointed in the Big Ten really bad. I, like, it really did crush me. But I think they get it together. I think they beat the mocks pretty I, – I just don't know who's guarding him for the mocks. Even if they've got a good big man – They've not seen a big man like Cockburn all year. Um, so I will take them, and then I will take uh, Illinois over Houston. And uh, if we, so you've got Illinois moving through to play Arizona. Play Arizona and Arizona going through. And Arizona going through. And we got to give a shout-out to uh, former Gonzaga assistant coach Tommy Lloyd, who's the Arizona head coach this year. Man, he came into a situation off of Miller leaving – a bunch of sanctions, FBI stuff. There was a, a bunch of crazy stuff going on. It's actually pretty funny. Sean Miller was on a podcast that I was watching yesterday doing some prep, and he picked Arizona to win it all. Him and his brother were both on the podcast, and they were both able to fill out brackets, I think, for like the first time because they weren't coaching teams. So they yeah. actually are going to be playing in one of the pools, and like they're promoting whatever thing they were working for. But it was so funny. He was picking Arizona all the way through, of course. So Yeah, again. Yeah. I like I like Arizona. You know how I feel. I think with with uh, Kerr, their point guard being out, 
I, I just think they're a better team. And if yeah. you guys, I sent you the picture of that guy's ankle. He ain't playing anytime. No, soon. that thing was nasty. Arizona has a, a couple of real studs too, that just have the opportunity to spread the ball around a, a little bit more. So Beho, while we have you talk us through the, uh, the bottom part of the South, start us off with Colorado state, Michigan, and then uh, finish up down there with the two seed. Villanova. Okay. Um, I'm not getting cute here. I'm not buying Michigan. I haven't bought them all year. I'm sure as hell not buying them now. I like Colorado State to advance there. Also, I'm pretty chalky with Tennessee over Longwood. Tennessee's playing about as good as anybody right now. Um, can't fault them there. Uh, I guess if you want to call it an upset, I got Loyola against Ohio State. I think Ohio State has underperformed all year. Uh, Loyola is good on both ends. Their defense allowing 61.7 points per game. Ohio State might have the bigger names, but I think Loyola is the better team. I'm taking them there, uh, and I'm taking Villanova over Delaware. I'm taking UT over Colorado State and Villanova over Loyola with uh, Tennessee going to face Arizona with a trip to the Final Four. And then uh, who do you have in that spot with Zona versus Tennessee moving along to the Final Four? it's going to be Arizona. I think Arizona's just, you know what? That's going to be a really fun game. And and the rematch from earlier in the year. Yeah. Well, and and Tennessee won the game at Tennessee where they didn't lose the game all year. Bad foul calls in that game too. So, so I'm giving Arizona the slight edge, but one thing I really like about these two teams is the way they cut to the basket off the ball. This game will be fun, fun basketball game to watch. Leo, talk us through this portion of the bracket here, the bottom of the south. Bottom half here. All right, we got Colorado State over Michigan. I just think they're very, very good defensively. Uh, Michigan, you, you, you hear him crackling a little bit? Or no? Yeah, he's but good keep now. Going. You keep going, Leo. Now you're good. Right good? Now you're good. Yep. yep. Okay. Can you guys hear me okay? Mm. Yeah, now you're cracking again. A little cracky, but keep going. Go ahead. All right, I'm going to head out. Eric, take over, and okay. I'll be right back. Eric, go ahead. Bottom part of the south. Um, I like Colorado State here. They got David Rowdy, who's basically undersized big man, can step back, hit the three. They're a little um, dog. Did you lock them in? They're like a two-and-a-half-point underdog? I'm trying. I'm waiting. I'm hopeful that I can get the three. I'm definitely okay. going to be on him, though. Um, It's an interesting matchup. I think he's going to be able to guard Dickerson. He's going to make Dickerson come out, get Dickerson in some foul trouble. And then the next big is a freshman for Michigan. He's made some awful defensive mistakes. Michigan's been a huge disappointment, Um, I really think that Colorado State's going to be able to exploit their weaknesses. Um, everyone talks about Providence being like the lucky team in college basketball, but when you look at it, it's basically Longwood. Longwood, I hate this team. Um, I have Tennessee rolling them. Um, then I have Tennessee just being too much defensively because, like I said, they're an elite defensive team. I do question if they're going to be able to score enough to make a deep run into the tournament on a consistent basis. So I have Tennessee knocking out Colorado state. Uh, Ohio state has just been awful defensively um, to close the, uh, the regular season. They actually finished 10th in the big 10 defending um, Loyola will slow it down. They'll, they'll limit the possessions and they've had guys that have made the Williams kid was on the team that made the final four sister Jean, uh, baby. Yeah. They, they just have some experience that's gone on a deep run. So I like them to be too much for Ohio State. They're number seven in field goal percentage. They're number 22 in defensive efficiency. They're sixth defensive efficiency. They're 16th in three-point percentage at 38%. And they shoot 15, And they shoot a, a really good percentage from two. They're 15th. They're just a really good offensive team. And they're just really well coached. And they have some experience. Yep. And they've started to play a lot better offense. 
especially in the um in the Missouri Valley tournament. Uh next game, I mean, I was really hoping Delaware and Jameer Nelson Jr. were gonna have a better matchup here, but Villanova is just too elite defensively and Villanova's really weakness is size and depth, and Delaware just isn't going to be able to exploit that. Uh, in terms of Loyola Villanova, first one to 50 wins, this is going to be a half-court game, slow pace, grind out, but I think Nova just has too much there. And, um, yeah, so then I have Nova Tennessee in the uh, Sweet 16. Nova Tennessee, we got a Nova with Gillespie back for that fifth year. When he's on the court, they only turn the ball over 14% of the time. The Division One average is about 18 and a half percent of the time. Um, they're not great defending inside the three because they just don't have really any a, a whole lot of size. You know, they're not a whole lot of contributors over six eight um, on their uh, on their roster. So you've got Villanova Tennessee. Who do you have moving uh, through that one? And then I, I, I'm not sure if you went through the, the top part where uh, where you had Zona. I think in Illinois, right? Yeah, Arizona and Illinois. And then um, I have Illinois' size just being too much for Arizona, them going to the lead eight. And then I just have – I just don't like this Tennessee team. Maybe I'm SEC biased or whatever or just Tennessee biased, but I think Nova offensively and defensively is just going to be too much for them. So I have Nova and uh, Illinois in the elite eight. It's funny about that particular matchup because they're both not that great inside – arc um you look at tennessee they actually have really good metrics per part bartovic since february 1st they were the number two ranked team overall uh top five in adjusted defensive efficiency during that stretch they struggle inside the three-point line though since february 1st they were 337th out of 358 shooting just 43.1 percent from two which is pretty crazy because they've been good during that stretch but they've been not really shooting all that well uh from inside the arc leo Talk us through uh, this bottom part of the South. All right, baby. I'm back. Can you guys hear me clearly? Yeah, you sound beautiful. Yeah, you're good. Good, good because I'm fired up. I'm ready to go. Beho, wake your ass up, baby. Uh, I am going Colorado State over Michigan. <laughs> Beho with the glasses. I know. They are great. Um, <laughs> Michigan's been way too inconsistent this year. I'm going with Colorado State. Uh, then obviously I think Tennessee is going to get through a long one, but Tennessee is one of those teams I have with a little X next to their name. I think they're going out early. Then obviously Villanova is getting through Delaware. The the 50-50 matchup I think we're all kind of debating on is going to be Loyola, Chicago, and Ohio State. And you know what? The real tiebreaker for me is the fact that Ohio State just has been in a free fall. And more importantly, Fuck Columbus Fuck for trying to kill us. Um, <laughs> never forget the fact that Ohio State tried to kill us. So Ohio State, you can go fuck yourself with a cactus. Let's go Loyola, Chicago. Next round. <laughs> Next round, I got Villanova over Loyola, Chicago. Um, Villanova is just, just a better team. I don't think Loyola, Chicago can score with them. Then I got Colorado State pulling an upset over Tennessee. Again, I think Tennessee, a lot of people are on them because they won the SEC championship. One of the things I try to do is try to fade the non-great teams that win their tournament. Uh, I think fatigue will eventually set in. Plus, we know with Tennessee that they can go through spurts where they just can't score to save their lives. Uh, I think Colorado State will be able to pull the upset. And uh, then I got Villanova getting through Colorado State to set up a doozy of a matchup between Arizona and Villanova. 
Um, for me, just moving through this one, uh, the Colorado State Michigan was another one of those games I had a really tough time with. Um, Colorado State did beat Creighton and St. Mary's, and then some of the good teams in their conference. They their top leading their top four leading scores are three juniors and a senior. They've all been at Colorado State for a while. They got some bad losses though. They got beat by thirty to San Diego State in the earlier year by twenty to UNLV. I'm going to lean Michigan. I don't love them as a team overall. You know, everything that happened with Juwan Howard this year, the suspension, they're, they're just a back and forth team in their last 10 games. They've won. They've alternated uh, wins and losses in all 10 of those win, loss, win, loss, back and forth. I, I, I kind of see that happening here. I think they might still be good enough to win this game. Number 19 in offensive efficiency. I have them getting through. I've got Tennessee getting through. They're a heavy favorite against Longwood. Um, Ohio State, Loyola. Loyola is actually a, a slight favorite there. Um, I'm going to lean Loyola in that game. Ohio State, um, not great defensively at all. Solid offense. Um, you know, they do have a, uh, EJ Liddell, who could maybe lead them, but I'm still going to go Loyola. Villanova, too much for Delaware. I'm going Villanova over Loyola. Villanova, Tennessee in an interesting matchup. I'm going to lean Tennessee there. And then I've got Tennessee Zona. And, you know, I have some upsets getting into the Sweet 16, but kind of moving into the Elite Eight and into the Final Four, my bracket's a little chalkier than I normally like it to be, but I just had a hard time here. I had Zona Tennessee as the 1-3, and then I've got Zona moving on into the Final Four from the South. So um, everyone uh, moving on into the Final Four from the South. Biho, I think you already said you have Zona, right? You've got Zona, Leo? I got Villanova. Villanova over Arizona in that matchup. And then Eric, uh, you had Illinois beating Arizona and then you had Villanova, I believe in there against Illinois, right? That was your matchup. Yeah. And Villanova really struggles. They don't have the size and all the depth, but the last couple of years, Illinois just has these head scratching games in the tournament. I mean, last year was with, uh, Loyola Chicago. I think this is when we're going to see that. Uh, I have Villanova over, uh, Illinois. The real key to trying to attack Illinois, right? I mean, sounds simple. Get the big guy in foul trouble or get him off the court a little bit. If you can do that early, this team is a, a, a much different team if you're trying to beat Illinois. They're, when, when he's off the court, they're 14 points less in out of 100 possessions. So get him in foul trouble. That's the way you got to try to beat him. So uh, that's the south bracket as we head on down to the Midwest for the final and uh, thanks, fellas. We've done a great job here. We're almost done. Home stretch part. Want to remind everyone that we will be here with you every Monday or every Monday, every morning through the uh, through the NCAA tournament Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 10 a.m. Eastern time for cutting nets. We'll go through all the betting lines and we'll get you all set up for everything happening each of those days individually. We'll kind of recap what happened the, the day before, too, and we'll have some fun uh, each morning. Beho. Start us out in the Midwest. Start us up top with Kansas and take us through down to uh, Providence, South Dakota State. Okay, obviously I'm taking Kansas. Next up, I've got uh, Creighton t- uh, beating San Diego State. I think this is going to be another game you want to look under in uh, the point totals. Uh, Creighton, you know, plays pretty good uh, rim protected defense. They clean the glass well. I, I kind of like that Kalkbrenner kid. Like he seems like a guy that uh, could have a, a nice game. So. Uh, next up, Iowa Richmond. I know a lot of people are going to have Richmond here, but at the end of the day, man, Iowa just strokes that three so good. I, I've just, I've just got to roll with Iowa there. Um, I'm not taking Providence; they're terrible. Give me South Dakota State in that game, which I think is probably one everyone's going to have. Uh, 
Yeah, so there I've got Kansas Creighton. I'm taking Kansas to win that game. I've got Iowa, South Dakota State. I'm taking Iowa to go there. It's going to be Kansas versus Iowa to go to the Elite Eight, and I am taking the Jayhawks. Okay, so up on the top, uh, Beho's got Kansas moving through. Leo, tell us what you have on the uh, the top of that Midwest bracket. Let's do it, baby. We got number one seed, Kansas. That's an easy one. I'm going San Diego State over Creighton. This is a very, very good San Diego State team. Again, the defense. I They're love the defense. number two defense in the country in defensive efficiency. Yep. Um, and they're 11 and two in their last 13, and both of those losses came to Boise. Yeah. I mean, and again, Eric, you have been on this the entire season. The Mountain of West was one of the best conferences in the country. They are, they are very, very talented. So I got San Diego State winning that one. Then I have Richmond over Iowa. Richmond has a lot of veterans on this team. Uh, and again, you have Iowa. They won their conference. I told you guys this on Cutting Nets on Sunday. Whoever Iowa gets, as long as it's like a decent opponent, I think they lose. I think their legs are going to be exhausted. I think a lot of people are going to be on them. This is going to be a bracket buster. I see Iowa going down here. So give me Richmond. They really bad defense, Leo. You know, like their yeah. offense won, and they – I'm not going to say they got lucky because they played well, and they had to hit some huge shots down the stretch in a couple of their games. But number two offense, number 77 defense, that's just not a template to – you have bad games every couple games when your offense is that bad. Right. So for them to have just put together a bunch of wins right now, I think it's unlikely for them to string together two or three more here. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't agree more. And then the next matchup, this one's all South Dakota State, the Jackrabbits. I hate that everybody else loves this as much, but I mean, Providence has been pulling games out of their ass all season. Jared Bynum's been a real prick in my side. Uh, I've had enough of that kid shit. Uh, I hope the Jackrabbits run them out of the damn building. Uh, then moving on here, I'm actually going to take San Diego State over Kansas. I, I really just – there's something about this Kansas team that just has rubbed me the wrong way all year. And, again, I just think the Big 12 has been so overrated that people have been talking about K- – uh-oh, I pissed off b Stay off the weed. <laughs> 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 I'm going San Diego State. They're pulling an upset. Listen, at some point, a number one's going down early. I think Kansas is probably the weak. Uh, yeah, they're one of the weakest one seats. All right, I don't like Kansas that much. Uh, I like San Diego State. They have the type of game that can slow this down. They can make it miserable for Kansas. And if they can knock down a couple shots, they can pull the upset here. So give me San Diego State there. Then it is all about South Dakota State, baby. South Dakota State's going to the Sweet 16, and I actually have them beating San Diego State to make it to the Elite Eight. So Leo's got South Dakota State in the Elite Eight. Everyone's got one or two on their bracket somewhere where they get a little crazy. Uh, Eric, tell us what you have going on here with uh, the Kansas. And I know that you've been someone who's been uh, very high on South Dakota State for a while. They opened up, uh, and I think you locked that game in right away, right? They were like a two-and-a-half-point underdog, three, two or I three. I got them at three right off of openers. Nice. Um, I like Kansas. I mean, I'm not going to win. Like he kind of came back for that, breaking right? Down, breaking down if they played Texas Southern or Texas A&M, Corpus Christi. Um, <laughs> next game, both teams are pretty good. Both teams between Creighton and San Diego State have top um, – top 20 defenses and both are outside the top 100 in terms of offense. But at the end of the day, Crane doesn't have their starting point guard. 
And and then playing against an elite defensive team without your one is eventually going to show up. And I really think that's the game. I like San Diego state to beat Creighton. Um, I was on the, the thing with Iowa. Fran has never made it out of the first weekend for as long as he's been coaching. He has never made it out of the first weekend. They're playing this Richmond team who played great defensively in the, uh, a 10 tournament. But if you look at them from before that, their defense was really putrid. I really think Iowa's going to have Murray, the best kid on the floor. I think it's going to be a tight game because Richmond does have a lot of seniors, but I think Iowa's going to snip that one out. Now we come to Providence, South Dakota state. Um, I'm worried. One of the guys that I, anytime I see him post a video and he's on a bet I'm on, I immediately get worried. And you put the video hyping South Dakota State. But the, the only thing oh, that you shouldn't worry about that is that the great. only thing is that I would say is that this isn't like a crazy – I know you've been on them for a while, but yeah. but sometimes we can't let us sway because of that one person. Because this is a legitimate team. This is the best three-point shooting team in the country. You've talked about it a few times and how much of a difference they are. Do, the, the do margin. I know this person? I think I know who you're talking about. <laughs> like the margin I'm not, between – I'm not one to say names. I'm not going to say names. Between the part. first and like the second – they are uh, an, an absurd clip. So that's one of those things like that. That's sort of like a Leo take, right? That's sort of like some of your MB takes where I think sometimes, and I do the same thing too, right? We dis, and this is one thing where we, uh, we got to get, we got to be careful because if we don't like the narrative, then it makes us not like those players or teams where it's like, what did the player do or the team do? We don't like the way they get talked about and maybe the way they get compared or maybe like, uh, ranked above other players who are probably better than them, but it's not those players' fault a lot of the time. It's just other people who hype them up. So that's yeah. like sort of a Leo Lamar thing. Is that it's not when we when we kind of got to a lot of the the heat of it. It's like that other people talk about him being this all time great, and that was the frustration. I I do that same thing too. I think sometimes we get caught up into that. So I would a little bit of a tangent to say, don't worry, Eric. I think South the Dakota State's got a very good opportunity here. But yeah. uh, before we move on, just just want to take this as a reminder. Uh, Leo broke Lamar, just in case you all <laughs> forgot. Last year. Hey, can um. I, I, I do want to say one thing about that uh, Richmond game as well, that Iowa-Richmond game. Sure. Gino, you pointed out Iowa's defense is not great, and it's not. I don't think anybody's going to argue that with you. The thing is, I don't know that Richmond's defense is that great, and my no. question is, can they score like Iowa? And that's the yeah. reason I put Iowa through. Yeah. yeah. Keep going, Eric. Um, yeah, I think Kansas is just going to have too much pace, too much size for San Diego State. I have Kansas over them. Um, in terms of Iowa, South Dakota State, I mean, that's going to be fun. I mean, both teams are going to get up and down the floor. Look to, oh, yeah, uh, that would be a fun match. Um, the over as soon as that line is posted. Um, yeah, that's going to be a coin flip game to me. On my bracket right now, I actually, I actually have Iowa just because of the Murray kid. I really like him. I think he's a legit NBA player. So I have Iowa, Kansas in the sweet 16. For me, uh, Kansas moving through San Diego state moving through. Uh, I'm going to have Kansas beating San Diego state there. And then I'm also going to have another bracket uh, portion of the bracket where I do get a little bit crazy now uh, for Richmond. And maybe this is me just sort of wanting this story and sort of rooting a little bit for it. They have seven seniors of their 11 players that get playing time this year. They have, Guys, a bunch of those guys that are like the fifth and sixth year seniors that they brought back 
just to try to get an opportunity to make a tournament run. They're top six rotation guys. Five of them are seniors. And the story about Grant Golden, who I'm sure you'll hear about on the broadcast and everything, he's the six-year senior. He collapsed on the court as a freshman. Remember back in 2016, 2017, and he underwent the heart procedure. He got a medical red shirt. He's played four years since, and now he gets the opportunity to get in the tournament after everything he's been through. So I think they're going to be super emotional. I think that'll be really cool, and maybe that can lift them. So uh, I'll be rooting here for Richmond and those Spideys. I'm going to go in a, a situation where I've got a 12 versus a 13. Guys, I talked a lot about how the Midwest is a bracket. And I got to say, even including my Trojans, I'm a Trojan fan. But there's a bracket with a lot of question marks, a lot of teams that you really don't know. Maybe they got, at some points throughout the year, um, a little bit lucky by the way that their schedule broke. And I really think Providence is one of those teams. They are number one based on the luck metrics. Um, No stars, five players averaging double digits. They were the conference champ because they had three of their games canceled. So, and those were games where they probably would have lost a couple of them. They would have had a couple of tough road games in that uh, three. So I'm against um, Providence and South Dakota state is a legitimate team. This is a a very good basketball team. They average 86.7 points per game. That's only second in the country to Gonzaga. They hit 90 or more points, seven times through conference play. Number one in the nation in field goal percentage. Number one in the nation in three-point percentage. They won 21 straight games. So uh, South Dakota State, for me, I've got them winning two. I've got them in the Sweet 16, but I've got them losing to Kansas and Kansas going through in the Elite Eight. So that's the top half of the Midwest. Uh, Let's get to you, Leo. Finish us off on the bottom half of the Midwest. All right, guys, I'm going to get a little crazy here, so buckle up. Uh, first things first, I'm going to take LSU because anybody that can take Iowa State after they scored less than 42 points in two of their last three games is delusional. There's no way <laughs> this team has no business in the tournament. BC should have been in over this fucking Iowa State game. They quit. They suck. Calm terrible. down. Calm down. Dude, they're fucking tart. You I go ahead. Try, try I... get through an entire Iowa State game. They're not go good. Ahead. They're not good. No, miserable. that's bad. It's yeah. horrible. Uh, so after diving in a little bit, I'm going to pull the upset here. I'm going Colgate over Wisconsin. I've been saying it. I don't think Wisconsin's all that great. I think they rely on one guy, and that's really dangerous to do during the tournament. One guy can carry you, but one guy can also eliminate you if he has a real bad game. And that guy's hurt. Um, Davis isn't on here. I, Colgate has the shooters that can light it up, that can put up 75. And I don't know if Wisconsin could do it if Johnny Davis isn't on fire. I'm going number two in the country in three point percentage. There's only two teams in the country that shoot over 40%. And uh, we just talked about the other one of them, South Dakota state. They're both in this bracket, South Dakota state and Colgate are the two best three point shooting teams in the country. Yep. Um, So I'm going Colgate there on a big upset. Then Gino, this will make you happy. I'm taking USC. Where's the sword? Get it, Beho. Get that bad boy for me, baby. Get that sword out and jab it in. I know Eric's backing away from the camera because I can feel like Eric's going to get ready to pick Miami in a second. But keep going. uh, Keep going, Leah. Eric, don't be that guy. I know. I know. I can feel it. Keep going, Leah. Don't don't piss on our parade today, okay? (laughs) Uh, I'm going with Auburn against Jacksonville State. Jacksonville State has no business in the tournament. Shout out to Bellarine, however you pronounce their name. They should be in. Then next round, I'm going. It's Bellerman. 
Bellerman. It's not even close to that, what you just Bellerman. said. <laughs> that was funny. That was pretty good. Yeah, that was tough. They've got a Louisville, by the way. Right, the best it. college basketball team in Louisville. Bellerman. Shout out. <laughs> I'm going LSU over Colgate. Um, and then I am going to go with USC over Auburn because Auburn are a bunch of frauds outside of Jabari Smith. They shoot too many threes. I think USC is – I kind of like all three of these Pac-12 teams. Um, I do. I like their spots, honestly. I like the way they were drawn re- realistically because that's the one thing about this bracket they've been talking. I might be dead wrong, right? USC is a slight favorite in their first game. It's not even crazy to see like a good version of Miami beating them. I just don't think Miami's all that great. I think there's a good matchup there. I'll get there. But – I don't like I I have been anti Auburn. I've been anti Wisconsin. I've been anti LSU. I've been anti Providence all year. And they all ended up in the same bracket. So win or lose, I feel very good about where USC draws and just like, their matchup there too, Leo. Like I, I wouldn't have picked USC against Kentucky in a 7-2. I wouldn't have picked USC in a Villanova against a 7-2. But I probably would have picked them against Duke or here in this Auburn spot because I really think they have a decent shot to match up well with them with their size and length. Yeah, you know what? And I know that the Pac-12 only got three teams in this tournament, but I really yeah, you should think be embarrassed. all three teams are going to show up. I should be embarrassed. <laughs> one of them was one shameful seat. that there's only three teams, but all three teams are going to make a deep run in this tournament. I mean, the WCC has more teams than the Pac-12. There's going to be articles written all, all about that, Biho, all over the place. People are going to be talking about that. Uh, so, Leo, you've got USC moving through, um, and then you've got USC playing LSU, right? Yes, and then I got USC getting through that to set up a date with South Dakota State for a trip Damn. to the Final Four. Okay. Wow. So this is where the Midwest is where uh, Leo gets a little bit crazy. But honestly, I think this is one of the brackets where you sort of look at and you can see some of the craziness because some of those top seeds, even an Iowa team who, hell, Iowa could win, you know, they're very good offensively, but they're super beatable. Providence, like we said, they're super beatable. Kansas, who, you know, before winning their conference tournament, they probably weren't going to be a one seed overall, Beho. We were talking a lot about that. So what do you have happen in the bottom of the, the Midwest, Beho? Uh, yeah, man, I've got uh, LSU beating Iowa State. Like I said, Iowa State, like everybody said, they're just bad. Yeah, um, bad. they make and, you want to spoon your eyes out. <laughs> um, guys, bad. I'm rolling with Wisconsin against Colgate. Colgate's one of those teams, you know, you get teams like this every year. Usually it's from the Ivy League, it's uh, you know, Cornell or somebody like that. Somebody's like, oh, yeah, they're a pretty good basketball team. They'll, I think Wisconsin's too good for them. Um, and Wisconsin's been there too many times to to get lost in the moment. So I'll take Wisconsin there. I do have the fighting Gino Bacolas uh, beating Miami. That game's going to be close, dude. You, yep. But I, I think you can get through that. Uh, the 215 seed interests me only because of the head coaches of these teams. Yeah, you were talking Bruce about Pearl this. Pearl and Ray Harper hate each other i put a clip on twitter the other day i was actually at that game gino when they almost fist fought there is no love between these two guys they have a deep-seated hatred from each other from their days in d2 it's unfortunate that ray harper has such a just a far less talented team than bruce pearl does because i would give the advantage to ray because i think he's a better coach but i'm going auburn there i'm taking wisconsin to beat lsu i think their style of play against lsu is is too much it and who knows what's going on? LSU's got an interim coach. I, I just, it's going to be tough for them. Um, 
I'm taking Auburn over USC. Unfortunately, I'd love to see you take them down. At sure. the end of the day, I just don't see a guy on your team that can guard Jabari Smith. He's if not he's if he's not the best player in the country. Somebody tell me who is uh, as far as NBA draft prospects. I've got Auburn versus Wisconsin, and I take Wisconsin because I think they can change the pace of the game and really check Auburn. Auburn's not going to know what to do with themselves. So give me Kansas versus Wisconsin in the Elite Eight. I'm taking the Jayhawks to go to the Final Four. Kansas through the to the Final Four. Eric, uh, tell us what you have happening in the bottom of the Midwest. Well, call me delusional. I have Iowa State over LSU. LSU, you know, they, they lost their coach. I know people hey, Eric, scared. you're delusional. You're delusional. I, you know, delusional. I get caught a lot of games sometimes. You're not delusional. I just hope um, you don't actually watch the game. It's one of those check the final score afterwards. <laughs> um, I know people are going to say Michigan made a run after they – with uh, Steve Fisher back in 89 when um, they got rid of their coach. The difference was Michigan had six guys that played in the NBA. I don't know if LSU has won. Um, Iowa State, elite Probably defensive not. team. And I just like fading this LSU team when they're laying points. Um Wisconsin Colgate yeah I get it Colgate can get up and down the floor but we need to remember this is a primetime game played in Milwaukee this is really going to be basically a home game for Wisconsin they have the biggest home court advantage out of anyone in the whole first two rounds so I'm not going to outthink the room I'm going to take Wisconsin over Colgate um USC against Miami this is an interesting matchup Miami is 17th in the nation in offense efficiency with their three guard lineup I just don't know if USC has enough firepower offensively to keep up with them. I'm going to take Miami here. Uh, I, knew, I knew it was Boo! coming because Eric's really down on the Pac-12, which is he's super down on the Pac-12 this year. So Eric well, will have, to, will have to get as many teams in as the West Coast Conference. So. Well, again, yeah, the the when one of them's a one seed and the other one's a Final Four returning seed and has a, a number four and three of them are are top half seeds. It's not bad, but I um. I think that it's one of those things where they, Bo, you were talking about what you don't like with the SEC and the Pac-12 for so long have had such a shitty commissioner that nobody gets a chance to see this team play. These teams play. They play at eight o'clock Pacific time, eleven o'clock Eastern time, eleven thirty Eastern time a lot of the time. So it's really hard that like you see them once or twice if they don't look all that great. You just don't know how good they are. So I'm just giving you some shit, Eric. But I know you've been very anti-Pac-12 uh, for uh, a lot of the year. So. Um, we're finishing up here with uh, the Midwest on the bottom part. So keep talking us through it, Eric. Yeah. Um, Wisconsin and Milwaukee, I'm not going to go into that. I think Iowa State, because of LSU's issues, take advantage of that. But Wisconsin with Davis and basically being, you know, a home game is going to take care of Iowa State. Auburn size is too much for Miami. So I have Auburn going through. And it pisses me off because all the teams I hate, I have them advancing. Um Auburn's going to have the size to beat Wisconsin with Kessler and Smith. And then I have Kansas over Iowa. And then I have Kansas's size and everything will be too much for Auburn. Um, I have Kansas going in the final four. So uh, in uh, in this portion for me um, from the bottom, Auburn as the two over the 15, Auburn's a heavy favorite here and 16 point favorite here. I got my Trojans. Uh, hey, could you believe it? I've got USC winning the game. Uh, a couple things I like about sort of where USC here is going here. We know they're negative, right? Bad free throw shooting team, which is really kind of funny when you sort of dig into their players because it doesn't really make all that sense. Like Boogie Ellis is a pretty good free throw shooter and he's good with the ball. Mobley 
is a good shooter and a three-point shooter. And so he's not awful a free a free uh, free throw shooter. Peterson, who has the ball in his hands a lot, is a good free throw shooter. So with those three guys, I actually really trust them. It's some of the other guys like the Chavez Goodwin, when you kind of hack him, Agbon Polo, some of them start to really hurt, um, I think, their overall free throw percentage. And then one thing that was weird for USC when you look at some of their metrics, which I think uh, they were a little unlucky through the conference – so teams shot 39% from three against them in the conference, which is funny because they're not, they're actually a pretty good defensive team. And the national average is 33.7. And USC overall only gave up 33.7% from three. But it would just seem like in the conference they were facing teams that would shoot their lights out. In some of these games, I can remember teams would start uh, four of six from three five of seven for three, it would just be nuts. And then things would even out a little bit. If they catch a couple teams that just that evens out and they don't shoot well, like Miami doesn't shoot well. I don't think the size uh, of Miami is going to be able to, to sort of stop what USC has in a couple different situations. Um, Miami, they have a bad net ranking. They were four and one in quad one, but they've got losses to UCF Dayton, Florida state twice, Virginia twice. Eric mentioned they have a good offense, number 17 efficiency, but their best, their strength, um, a lot of times is actually inside the arc and that's where USC is really good. Like I was saying, they're better defending things inside the perimeter. So uh, give me the Trojans in a good spot. Again, I wouldn't have Auburn going far. So uh, if, if this was a situation where USC was playing another two, I wouldn't do it, but I think USC can get through Auburn on a bad Auburn game. We've seen them go up and down. Give me USC going through two here. I've got Wisconsin over Colgate. I wanted to go to Colgate, but I think Wisconsin probably has a bit too much. I am concerned about Johnny Davis. So Eric, I'm going to go the opposite with LSU. I'm going to play one of our football angles. You got the coach leaving. I feel like in the first weekend, LSU will play this whole, we're going to rally the troops. Hey, coach is gone. Nobody believes in us type of thing you know they're a favorite in the game I think it's like a four-point favorite so I'm not concerned as them laying points as like a heavy favorite and I'm just not sold at all on Iowa State this is really anti-Iowa State I don't love LSU all year long I've been talking against LSU but I actually think it's a perfect they couldn't ask for a better draw Iowa State's defense is fantastic uh, as Eric mentioned they're the number 10 defense but they don't do anything well offensively nothing like, if you look at all of their offensive metrics, they're not good at all. They just need to turn the ball over and go. Otherwise, you if you get them into a half court, they're in some serious trouble. Iowa State was 7-11 and 11 in league. I'm going LSU to win two games. I'm going to beat – I'm going to have them beat Wisconsin um, just because I'm, I'm a little bit worried about Johnny Davis. I'll have USC lose to Kansas there and Kansas move on through. So Kansas in the Final Four, like I mentioned, I wish it wasn't so chalky for me. It's really chalky in the Final Four. I don't likely do this, but when we go – day by day and round by round. I'm not going to be betting these teams and laying these points. I'll likely be playing the opposite a lot of times and we'll see how things roll. So Leo, tell us what you have happening in your final four as we finish up. All right. So final four, what I got, I got Kentucky moving on. They're going to get past Gonzaga and then top half. I got Arizona beating USC. Sorry, Gino, you had a good final four run. Nice. And then, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not Arizona. I have Villanova. Villanova. Have Villanova. Over USC and in the final, it's all about Kentucky, baby. Best team in the country. Congratulations, Beho. You're going to be celebrating, buddy. Okay, Eric, uh, tell us what you have happening in the final four. I have Kansas over Villanova. I think the pace and the size of Kansas will be too much for Villanova. Um, this next game, and you know, Brian, I, I want to take Kentucky. I have the future with Kentucky. My worry is 
and I mean, Brian, I think I'm right with this statement, is anytime Shibwe gets two fouls, Calipari always takes him out. And yeah, sure. it hurt him in the Tennessee game. Gonzaga's got the size. So I could see Gonzaga beating Kentucky, but, you know, I got to stay true. I, I locked in that Kentucky future. I'll take Kentucky, but I am worried about the Gonzaga match because of the, because of their size. And then, you know, I got Kentucky over Kansas in the final. Rematch of uh, earlier this year. Beho, talk us through your final four. Okay, I'll start on the other side with Arizona, Kansas. I've got Arizona going through there again. I've been on them. Uh, I still think they're better without their point guard. <laughs> we'll see if he's back. Kansas may win. Um, on the other side, Zaga, Kentucky. Eric, if this makes you feel better, this is kind of how I see this game. Uh, yes, Gonzaga has the size um, with Holmgren and Timmy. What I see Kentucky doing is putting Keon Brooks on home, uh, Chet Holmgren. They're similar build. Uh, Keon's a little more athletic and can keep the dribble drive away. Um, and Timmy's just not outstanding in the post like i just don't see oscar picking up fouls against him like he's not a guy that's going to draw a bunch of fouls from oscar oscar will contest his shot more than and hopefully in that it. situation if he gets the second foul you're leaving yeah. him in there right yeah. you're in the situation you gotta, where you got to figure something out yeah you don't let gonzaga go on a huge run but I, I think again the one thing that does concern me a tad is that the big men like to shoot threes kentucky may struggle with their bigs guarding the three pulling but out. i will say if they do guard the three and like let's say gonzaga decides to pull timmy out to shoot threes to pull oscar away from getting rebounds our guards rebound really really good man so you know what i'm taking kentucky here it's kentucky it's arizona we still own for 1997 the cats are cutting down the nets and i'll be the happiest guy on the planet uh, Beho, man, I hope we don't jinx you because uh, we're all four going Kentucky to win it to win it all. Um, I've got Kentucky beating Gonzaga in what should just be a fantastic game, right? That's the game where yeah. I'll zig, I'll zig a little bit. It's not like picking Kentucky is like going to be as you see. We're all picking Kentucky. It's not going to be like a crazy, crazy uh, outside the box pick. But Gonzaga will probably be selected in most. Um, and then on the other side. It's Arizona versus Kansas, and I'm going with Arizona. I think they just have a whole lot of firepower. Their offense this year it just moves. It's so fluid. It's so, so good. I've got Kentucky-Arizona in the final with Kentucky getting it all done. I mentioned earlier, I just feel like they're healthy. They have an upside and maybe a, a surface that hasn't quite been scratched yet that a couple of the other teams, maybe we've seen their peak, and Kentucky could have a little bit of a different level to take it to. So, that is uh, the national champion for me. Don't forget, we will be here with you uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 10 a.m. Eastern time for Cutting Nets. We'll go through the lines for 16 games on Thursday, 16 Fridays, 8 on Saturday, 8 on Sunday. Fellas, thanks so much for getting up early. This was a blast. I know we're all ready to rock and roll. Glad we got this out of the way. Leo, my friend, good luck to you the rest of the day in your wagers. Eric, have a nice day at work, buddy, and we'll talk again, uh, I think, in a day or two for my podcast and uh, B.O. Good luck to your Wildcats. Yep. See you guys later on tonight. Make sure to give us a follow at BTV Bets. Lots of great content coming up in the next few weeks.